Hello everyone, this is Crystal with We Are Magic and this is another episode. This is what I like to call story time. I have been ranting about um, abusers in the spiritual community and I thought I'd introduce myself. So I'm from Charleston, West Virginia and of course I was raised very religious and I was so religious that I was one of those kids that actually read the entire Bible. It started out, I'll tell you, I was born in 1975. Get your coffee, get your tea, smoke something, I don't care. You have to sit down for this one. Um, At a very young age, I was abused by my father in every way possible. Just imagine it. All the bad stuff, yeah, that happened to me. And, well, between 9 and 10, I kind of blocked it out. I'm feeling 9, but I'll say 10 just for my own sanity. Um, Because who wants, the age doesn't matter. But I was very young when all the bad stuff started happening to me with him. And he was already physically and emotionally abusing me from, you know, the jump. But when I turned 9 is when it really amped up, okay? Well, after my dad did what he did to me, um, as any child that's um, suffered immense abuse I contemplated suicide and there's nothing like seeing a nine-year-old girl just imagine this nine years old holding a knife to my wrist and when I would look out the back kitchen window across our hill because we lived up on a mountain it's West Virginia so stay stay with me across the ridge line I could see Headstones. We had a cemetery on the mountain across from us, and we can literally see it outside our kitchen window, okay? Matter of fact, anywhere on this hill that I lived is literally a mountain, but we call it a hill. I We could see this cemetery. So let me set the scene. I'm sitting or standing in the living room, staring out the window with... Sorry, guys. I'm in New York City now, so you're going to hear a lot of that shit. Staring out the window looking at the cemetery, looking at the tombstones, saying to myself, oh, I wish I was there. So right when I was about to slice my wrist and end it all at nine years old, the tender age of nine, God came to me and said, and this is what the universe has to do for me because I was heavily religious even at a very very young age I mean I was in church at a very young age okay every fucking Sunday I was there um sometimes Wednesdays and um I heard God we'll say God for now tell me you know if you do that you're gonna go to hell I love my higher self she's hilarious so I put down the knife and I was like oh my god what do I do So then I thought, I'll run away. But I was so intelligent back then, I knew ending up in foster care or just being a little kid out there on the streets was very dangerous. I mean, I was already living in a dangerous environment. But I decided to just take all of the pain in and just keep it within me. I told myself, oh, this goes to the grave with me. No one will ever know what he did to me. I'm just going to remain strong. Right? And, you know, it was a one-time thing, but him, watching him stare at me, take a bath, watching him just stare at me like I was a piece of meat and I was only a fucking kid was disgusting. And then it went from there to my friends. He started hitting on my friends. Now, when he started hitting on my friends, they were about 11 years old. 
still very much children. And I was begging Jesus to save me. I was just begging for it, right? Well, you know, I'm still going to church. I'm still praying, still reading the Bible, um, hiding this horrible monster, this horrible thing that is my life. And you know, when you go to school, they start teaching you about abuse. They start teaching about sexual abuse and all these things. And it's always, I always felt like they knew, like, I just felt like I was being watched or something or I was being called out. It's hard to explain. I was a kid. Well, when he started hitting on my friends, it was just, I, that's not, and as I look at the computer, it says 444. He's hitting on my friends and I'm like, I can't hide this anymore. They know he's a fucking monster and you know, they're, I'm afraid they're going to tell on me. So I sent my girlfriends down, including my sister, because my sister found out too. She's five years younger than me. So she was devastated because she was a daddy's girl. And he, that's the only kid he had that he treated like his kid. Like he would constantly remind me how she was perfect. And I wasn't how he was, that was his favorite. And I wasn't, you know, just sick shit. Right. So when I told my little sister, she was completely devastated. Like her little young world was shooketh. You hear me? So I say when I finally told her, I was 11. So she had to be like seven. She's very young. So she finds out, you know, my dad used to watch pornos in front of us. And I know I'm going to get flack from family members for spilling my beans or telling our business. It's my fucking business. See, that's the cool thing about, you know, being a sovereign being. You have your own life, I have mine, and I can discuss mine. So with that being said, my sister and I just had to deal with it. I keep seeing angel numbers every time I look up at the computer. Well, from there, I stayed heavily religious. I would literally use Psalms, (laughs) the book of Psalms, as protection against all enemies. You know, I was literally doing spells as a kid. I didn't realize it. And then in religion, I was constantly reminded that I wasn't good enough, that good Christians don't do this, good Christians don't do that, I'm supposed to do this, I'm supposed to do that, and I'm a Scorpio, guys, and um, my um, eighth house is like cancer, and you know, it's like, I really find love and happiness in the occult and all of the, you know, woo practices. So being stifled that as a child and told that, you know, astrology is wrong. I was into horoscopes. I was told by a spiritual mother that, you know, that was the devil. So I shouldn't do that. That tarot cards are the devil. Psychic abilities are the devil. But that, and I was possessed by a demon. Let me tell you how they do this, how they spin it. Prophets in the church are blessed by God and possessed by the Holy Ghost. Psychics are possessed by demons who can tell the future. Do you see what they do? So at a very young age, I felt like I was set up to fail. Like I was put in classes that made me feel like I wasn't smart enough. I was a great reader. Like I blew people away when I read, but I couldn't retain what I was reading. So they put me in reading classes and all it was, was ADD. Like I just, if I wasn't interested in the subject, I could not remember it. Um, They had me in math lab, even though I could do long divisions and fractions. It's just the only thing that I had a problem with as a child in math was word problems. And to this day, they terrify me. And it's because of indoctrination. It's everything that they have placed upon me, right? So, you know, I have a fucked up home life. I'm getting bullied at school by not only children, but teachers (laughs) getting embarrassed in front of everybody. That's fun. 
And I just feel like I have nowhere to go. I have no one to turn to. At the time, you know, I really couldn't talk to my friends about stuff because, you know, if we fell out, you know, they would threaten to tell. And I mean, it was just, it was one thing after another thing. And I kept my religion up, up until I was 40 years old. And this is funny. All of a sudden, one day I was sitting in church and I was looking around at everything and I realized this is the same fucking message they've been telling me for 40 goddamn years, right? And I'm looking around and I see the fake for once. I see it. I see everything. And I was like, I'm not coming back here anymore. I'm not dragging my kids to church anymore. I'm not doing this to them anymore. So um, uh, the next Sunday, my now ex-husband comes to me, who would not go to church with me, by the way. And he was like, you're not going to church? And I was like, why would I go to church? I feel like I know more than what the pastors are teaching people. Remember, I have already read the whole Bible. And I said, why aren't pastors talking about giants? Why aren't pastors talking about, you know, Enoch or any of the things that, you know, they don't discuss? It's always love your neighbor and be good and tithe and, you know, shit like that. And I said, I just feel like I know more and I just, it's boring. I don't like it. They're not telling me what I need to hear or what I should hear. So spirit says, notice how I changed from God to spirit. So spirit says, Hey, won't you look up on YouTube, a pastor that knows stuff like you do. So I look up, you know, pastor talks about giants and then Stephen Darby pops up. God rest his soul. He has moved on. He has transitioned. But at the time he was alive and he talked about, you know, the Illuminati. He would talk about giants. He talked about all the stuff I knew about, right? Government conspiracies, things like that, all the shit I loved. Well, the more I started watching him, (laughs) 10, 10, the more irritated I got. It's like my spirit was still trying to push me, you know, further, further. So then one day spirit said, won't you read the whole book of Enoch I'm like okay so I read it and I was like wow this really does not resonate with what Christianity says and then I heard about the Sefer okay and this is a bible that has the original names um so they say because you know you gotta you just literally got to depend on the people who makes this stuff right has the original so-called names and all the lost books it doesn't have all the lost books but it has the ones that were stricken from the bible that should have been in there that's part of this group of texts that was found. So I read that. I read Jubilees. I read the book of Jasher. I read the wisdom of Solomon. I read um, Ecclesiasticus. I read and I read and I digested and I wanted more and more. And then one day, Spirit was like, you should have an altar. Because that's what they did back then. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. I should have an altar. I mean, if I'm going to full send this stuff, if I'm going to be a real Christian, I'm going to do it all. I'm not going to play fake this shit, right? So I started celebrating the Sabbath and all the feast days. And it was fun. Loved it. But I could not get over the fear of God. The fear of, oh, if I do something wrong, he's going to punish me. Oh, if I do this, you know, I'm going to go to hell. And, you know, in Hebrew, true Hebrew tradition, you know, <laughs> it's rough, man. It's rough. I mean, you you have a overlord that's literally watching your every fucking move. I mean, you can't do shit wrong because he can wipe you with your family out. He said, um, 
you know, my wrath goes on to your generation, to your children's children and your children. I mean, you could fuck up your whole lineage, right? So I was doing my best. So I got pulled into the Hebrew Israelite community. And that was fun because I was constantly reminded that I was a trash ass woman and I wasn't shit. So here's me trying to prove myself to these motherfuckers that I am worthy. And then I was told because I was Blackfoot and Black that I was not a Hebrew, that I was a Canaanite. So here we go with the rejection again, right? More rejection. So again, I'm not good enough for God. I'm not good enough for humans. So what the fuck do I do? And then one day I'm reading the Bible at my altar and I see God say, I can't remember what chapter it is. I'm usually good for grabbing chapters and verses, but let's not do it. God said, I never wanted sacrifice. I just wanted a relationship with you. That's when spirit started speaking to me that that's it i went oh my god you don't want any of this dumb shit it was human shit humans were adding on to what source wanted right you know god never wanted bloody sacrifice that was made up okay by someone's sick fucking shadow higher self that they never healed and then i started researching more about abrahamic religions reading the nagamati um the gospel of hermes um apocalypse of abraham and then i found out through my reading that abraham was he was a sumerian because that was the first ones and then i start looking into the sumerians i'm like wait a second is this where the bible came from like it's the exact same damn thing except instead of it being a god and a devil it's two brothers inky and enlil and they intertwined both of them together like they made um their bad side the devil and their good side god but they kind of put them in so crazy if you know the story i mean you'll know what i'm talking about if you don't know it please look into it there's so much information out here there's too much free information out here for people to still be blind and stuck on religion so um i go down the rabbit hole (laughs) as i call it rabbit hole tumbling 1414 see so i go down the rabbit hole and um the reason why i keep saying that because spirit is giving me confirmation that i'm doing the right thing by telling my story because i can't tell the whole story i don't have enough time for that but i started really going through it so this is where my spiritual native american ex-husband now starts amping up his attacks on me and saying that i'm reading too much that i'm lost now this man could shapeshift and do whatever but you know me reading lost books was demonic i mean it's craziness right got mad at me for having an altar caught me sun gazing one day went the fuck off me about that i found ralph smart and uh now mind you i'm still a hebrew israelite now i'm still scared to death of y'all scared to death of y'all and um yahuwah yahweh yahweh all the names but anyway i'm scared to death of y'all but i'm learning my higher self is stepping forward has been the whole time higher self has always been with me i just did not know And I was like, what is this higher self I keep hearing about? So Ralph Smart was like, hey, if you want to open your third eye. Now they taught us third eye is demonic. But how is it if God is perfect and he he created everything, right? It is your pineal gland or your pineal gland. And it is literally, it has the same things or the same, um, same properties as your eyeball. It's crazy. Tucked in the back of your brain. And the energy center that it's attracted to is right above your eyebrow. Right in between your eyebrow. Right above it, okay? So I start learning about my third eye and Ralph Smart was like, do the seven day vegan challenge to clear out this, 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 and that. So I did a seven day vegan challenge. And when I tell you my third eye popped open, one, I did not know about astral travel. 
did not know any of this stuff. Remember, I'm still religious as this is going on. I started astral projecting in two places I did not find nice. And then um, I saw colors differently. Everything just seemed fake. Like it was like a computer program. I started seeing numbers like 0001111, things like that. Just craziness, right? And one day I was sitting on my bed. I had my earbuds in and I had heard about binaural beats through Ralph Smart. Shout out to Ralph Smart, man. He really got me going. And uh, <laughs> Infinite Waters, Diving Deep, once again. Yeah, that Ralph Smart. If you don't know, I'm looking him up on YouTube. He is a trip. Well, I, um, I'm staring at my ceiling and I look for, on YouTube, binaural beats to open, or no, to, to meet your higher self. I'm jumping. So I turn it on and I wish I can find this. I have not found it since, I, since this happened. Now, this is in 2018 when this happened. Still very religious. I turn on the binaural beats and I'm just staring at the ceiling and then all of a sudden I see myself with light white hair, beautiful white hair, bronze skin, lovingly smiling down at me. I was like, oh my God, is that me? Is that me? Who am I? Oh my God. You know, I wasn't scared. I was just in awe. All of a sudden, me, the older me, her skin turned blue my hair turned dark it was still my face though um had a little piercing in my nose and I'm smiling down at myself still and I'm like Jesus Christ who the hell is that and then all of a sudden the tongue comes out and goes <sighs> like that and I scream do you hear me family I snatched the earbuds out and hauled the fuck out of my room started drinking tap water immediately just wasn't ready I wasn't ready <laughs> I wasn't ready so um, I tell my husband about it and he says I told you stop doing that sun and shit you gonna start seeing a bunch of shit you don't want to see and the reason why he was tripping was because he could see spirits and stuff and to be fair to him he was trying to protect me but I saw it as hypocritical because he was very spiritual and he was telling me not to be it's like he was trying to keep me dumb keep me sleep right so um I went right back into religion. I left that shit alone. I was like, oh, God, demons, you know, scared to death. Just oh, stupid shit. Well, anyway, uh, my friend Makosi, she is a Zulu shaman. She's from Charleston, West Virginia as well. And she um, became a shaman, went through the whole initiation process in Africa. Well, she emailed me one day and was like, well, messaged me. Didn't even look at me and sound like an old woman. She uh, texted me one day and she was like, hey, I'm doing the shaman class at the Crystal Lotus shop, this metaphysical shop we have um, near our town. She said, I would love for you to come. Now remember, I'm still religious and terrified of pissing off y'all. So I was like, all right, I'll think about it. Because for, you know, from 2014 to 2000 freaking 18, this girl was trying to wake me up. Do you hear me? Like she worked so hard. She was constantly, well, you should read this. Did you know this? Did you know that um, Ma'at's universal laws? Did you know Native Americans also follow law? Did you just trying to wake me up? And I would just be like, get away from me. I'm a Christian, you know. So, you know, shout out to Makosi for um, <laughs> being patient. She said I was her one that taught her patience. I'm the one that taught her that stuff. Well, Spirit was like, you should go to her class. And I was like, you're not going to be mad at me, y'all? Of course not. Of course not, baby. So I go to her class and she starts explaining about 
shamanism and how to know you're a born one. You don't become one, you're born one. Um, you just have to go through the initiation process to see if you are able to keep that vibration and that frequency and that calling, which is very hard, by the way. And she talked, she spoke about how it skips generations and stuff, and it's an indigenous, you know, tribes, and but anybody can be a shaman. I mean, it doesn't matter what color you are. And um, she talked about how we're all energy beings and how when you are full, especially if you are a high level energy being in an earth suit, as we call it, or a human suit, if you don't release that energy, it literally starts to tear up your organs, right? I have Crohn's disease diagnosed in 1998 due to all the bullshit I think that I went through as a child because I'm the only one in my family that has it. And uh, praise God for that, right? Well... She starts explaining how it stores up in your gut and how it, you know, manifests as sickness and disease. And she went through the same thing and how she healed herself when she realized that she was a lot more powerful than she realized. And I got cold in that room. Like I could feel I was surrounded by spirits. Now, mind you, I'm not working with ancestors like I should be. <laughs> Still scared to death of y'all, right? But I do acknowledge mother. I, do, I did find out through all my um, research, 2121, I did find out through all my research that the Holy Spirit was mother. The Ruach HaKadosh, Shekinah, was mother. But you wouldn't know that because they took that out. They made everything, the angels, the demons, the gods, everybody's male. I guess it's just swinging dicks in heaven, right? Well, anyway, so I found out the matriarch was eradicated from all religion. And uh, I had a very close connection with mother, with the Holy Spirit. And that's who I spoke to mostly. Excuse me. Well, I could feel them all around me, protecting me and loving on me because I knew I was in complete fear. After class, she walks up to me and she goes, how was it, Crystal? And I'm like, I need to talk to you about something. And she's like, what? I said, when I tried to meet my higher self, she's like, do you know who you are? I went, no, I don't. I said, a blue bitch appeared in my, and that's exactly what I said, this blue bitch appeared in my ceiling and stuck her tongue out at me. And then Makosi puts her hands on my shoulders and she says, until you learn how to control your ego, that type of stuff won't scare you anymore. Or until you control your ego, that type of stuff won't scare you anymore. And I was thinking ego like conceited. You know how they teach us like it's about being vain or whatever. Ego is completely different than what you think it is in spirituality. So it kind of freaked me out. Well, she would check on me every now and then. Have you figured out who you are yet? It was killing her. Like she wanted to say something, but she does not get involved like that. She just guides you, but will not tell you because she don't want the butterfly effect to happen. And I was like, no, I have no idea. Can I get a hint? She's like, you're really connected to Mother Earth. So so I was thinking, am I Gaia? Am I Gaia? Makes sense. It makes sense I'm Gaia because, you know, how much I you know, have a love-hate for humans. Um, so, um, Callie Ma kept popping up in my head. And that's who I figured out was in my ceiling. And I was like, oh my God, you know. But I did read about her first. They just demonized Callie. She's a demon. So, um, one day, my now ex-husband actually saw her in me. He saw it. Freaked out. He was like, what are you doing in your altar room? And I was like, nothing, working. And he said, you're in there worshiping that bitch. And when he called her a bitch, I said it. I said, don't call her a bitch. 
And he was like, why are you defending her? Why are you defending her? And I was like, she's not a bitch. And then he was like, why are you defending her right now? I said, they lied on her. She's not a bitch. She's not a demon. She kills demons. She slays demons. She's a demon slayer. They've lied on her. She's not a bad deity. And he got really mad at me. And that was, you know, the prerequisite of our divorce. Um, But I started working with Kylie and talking to her and um, realized that that was my guy. That was my oversoul who's been working with me my entire fucking life. Who's kept me alive. Who kept me strong. Guys, you know how many times I should have died. I've had doctors look at me and just shake their fucking heads and go, how are you still alive? I've been bottomed out with sodium. You need that for your heart. Magnesium. You need that for your heart. Um, potassium. You need that for your heart. I mean, bottom out. I've had bags and bags of IV fluid injected in me and I was losing it because the Crohn's was so wicked at the time. And the only thing I can tell you is it was my higher self and my purpose. And when you realize how strong you are, oh my God. And that's another thing my higher self taught me is the victim mentality. Like I was holding on to that. Like with this shaman class, when she taught me, when Bikosi spoke about, you know, you guys chose to be here. You chose your life. As a human, that is terrifying. You're like, what? Why would I choose to suffer? Why would I choose to be molested? Why would I choose to be bullied? Why would I choose to be abused, period? So I look at her. I'm like, you're telling me I chose this shit. She's like, yeah, you did. I was like, why the fuck would I do that? She said, well, think about it. Just think, Crystal, why would you do that? So I thought about it. I was like, I chose to be molested by my father. And she said, yes, you did. You came here knowing what you were going to do. And when I thought about it, I went, oh, my God. I came here almost as a sacrifice for my future generations. I sustained and I was subjugated to the most horrific abuse you could possibly imagine. And I, I made it. I stayed. I didn't quit. I didn't kill myself. I stayed in school. I finished school. Took care of my kids. I did it all. I mean, I've had a very hard life, and I was so used to being a victim about it. And when I seen it as, when I seen it as a necessary sacrifice for my future generations, it took away the victim mentality, and then I became powerful. <laughs> 